Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. And a happy Thursday to you, sir. To you as well, my friend. Can you believe it's already July 7th, the year of our Lord, 2022? I cannot. It's exciting, though. Yes. Did you did you eat a steak, a hamburger, and a brat the other day? In all likelihood, I did. <laughs> Probably even partook of some bison. Uh, because, uh, you know, on July 7th, I'm in that neck of the woods in the country with some of those other kinds of delicious uh, oh, free-range meats. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully, as everyone is listening to us talk here at this table, you're actually not at this table. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. That's what we're hoping. We don't want to yeah. talk too much about that, though. No. Don't want to jinx it. Let's so talk about Hebrews. We are in Hebrews chapter 10 today. We are. We've had a, just a, a great series of, uh, of discussions here and even had intern Peyton Ross sitting in and, and leading us in one. We're looking forward to hearing more from him as the weeks go on. But what's our reading today, sir? Just a couple of verses. We're going to read verses 32 through 34. I am going to read from the English Standard Version. Our author says, But recall the former days when, after you were enlightened, you endured hard struggle with sufferings sometimes being publicly exposed to reproach and affliction, sometimes being partners with those so treated. For you had compassion on those in prison, and you joyfully accepted the plundering of your property, since you knew that you yourselves had a better possession and an abiding one. So I'm always struck by this passage because in my mind, I think, wow, when people endure trials and persecutions, they get, uh, you know, refined by that process. They get strengthened by that process. You know, I think about uh, tempering metal, right, by the refining fire. And he says you had some of that. That's where you were coming from, Hebrew Christians. Uh, look at some of the sacrifices that they endured. And uh, wasn't it tribulations? Did you say tribulations? Uh, a reproach and affliction. Reproach and afflictions. Okay, and the New King James talks about a suffering in, in verse 32. Mm -hmm. And then uh, tribulations in verse 33. That they've already been through that and paid some of those prices. And yet here they are in danger of falling away. Here they are in danger of faithlessness or returning to the other system. That's amazing to me. Especially remembering that some of these receiving this letter written to Hebrew Christians may well have been some of those very early converts on the day of Pentecost, post-day of wow. Pentecost, leading up to the persecution that started with the stoning of Stephen. And Saul of Tarsus. Thinking of those Hebrew Christians that were driven away from their homes. They sure were. That were driven out the kind of the New Covenant diaspora, the yeah. dispersion of these Hebrew Christians from Jerusalem into the cities throughout the empire, and, and the, the reproach, the persecution, the suffering the trial, the tribulation, the plundering of property, yeah. those who had been arrested. You think about Saul going with letters to try to put Christians into prison. Absolutely. Uh, we're probably pretty naive to think that Saul was the only one that did that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, no, I think you're right. I think that Saul is a leader in a movement, an anti-Christian movement. Um, and so, yeah, he had a lot of friends, helpers, I should say. And those that had been arrested and those had been imprisoned. And so here are these Christians 
looking back, remembering, here's what it was like when we first got started. Mm -hmm. Now we've been driven out into all these lands. We're trying to make lives for ourselves here. And our author is worried about them drifting away. He reminds them, go back to where you started. It's actually a lot like that letter to the Ephesian church that mm. uh, John wrote in yeah. Revelation. Remember remember where things were when it started. Right. Get back to that. Right, you, right. You know, when it started, you guys were hanging on. Mm-hmm. When it started, you guys were you, you guys were facing some really awful stuff. But you hung on to Jesus. You you wouldn't have even thought about discarding Jesus then. Mm-hmm. Why would you remotely think about it now? Right, right. So, um, you know, and, and then I do, I guess that's what I was saying. I do wonder why. Uh, why are they thinking about it now? Mm. Uh, you know, some maybe some of the hints that we've had along the way is that there are these competing teachings and ideologies. You know, early on in the book, we were talking about, hey, w- were there influences about angel worship or concerns like that? Mm. Uh, as we read on, there was a, a concern that they have not grown in the faith and in their discernment as they should. They ought to be teaching these things, and so they got to be taught again, and so there's this kind of, I don't know, a, a doctrinal regression or a, a naivete about some of these things. Maybe they had stopped being so um, you know, proactive and determined about following the Lord. There may be a sense, if I could say to this, resting on laurels, yeah. Telling the old war stories. Yeah. You know, because there was a time when I endured suffering, because there was a time that I endured the plundering of my goods. I'm sure I'm I'm good today. But yeah. here's the thing about endurance. You you have it when you have it. You can't right. go back right. talking about it and letting it go. Perhaps the newness has worn off and oh. there, there was a time when it was new it was fresh i was committed mm-hmm. and when that when, when i was in that state the persecution and the suffering galvanized yeah me. Uh, now we've been driven from our homes we're out throughout the empire uh, m- there's been some maybe not some time of persecution and now it's coming up again it's like okay i've already done this once i'm not sure i can handle this again yeah. or maybe it's just the fact that we we didn't think it was going to last this long we didn't uh, think it was going to happen again it's a grind it's yeah, wearing us down it's, it's we 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 expected something different yeah i think this is an important thing uh, especially in our modern day Sometimes the promises that we seem to be making to people about how great your life will be if you become a Christian. Yeah. And recognizing (laughs) here were folks that like, hey, we became Christians and what that meant was reproach and tribulation and suffering and prison and having our property plundered. It did not mean having a wonderful retirement. It did not mean having the respect of the community. It did not mean having an easy life that was happy and fun. it, It did not mean your best life now it didn't mean that didn't mean that it didn't mean that but they were signing up for that i will tell you it is easy for us to slap down authors of modern books and yet i think in my own spirituality and christianity sometimes when life isn't easy i start to get upset lord why why is it and uh, i just think we have to be well we we need to understand what christianity is supposed to be about it's about serving the lord it is about serving the lord uh and uh, you know is is it a is it a better way to live in the wisdom of god is it better to order your life after his word 
I mean, yes. Well, of course it yes. is. It, it obviously is, but not does because. That, does that equate to the riches, ease, and comforts right. right, for our flesh that this world may provide or tempt us with? Well, no. No, it doesn't. No. Being so, honest does not always get us the raise. So why would they sign up for this? Why would they, uh, you know... Why would they submit themselves to the sufferings, tribulations, persecutions? I think fundamentally, Edwin, it's because they were convicted this is true. It's true. This is the truth that Jesus is the Lord. This is the truth that Jesus is the Son of God. It's the truth. And having been convicted that this is the Lord, this Jesus is the Son of God, he has actually promised something better. Mm-hmm. He's promised something better mm-hmm. than the pursuits of this life. When we make spirituality and Christianity about uh, the stewardship of money that's going to give me a big retirement or the the stewardship of health that's going to allow me to live for an extra five to ten years, when we make that what Christianity is about, we're actually losing sight of what God has actually promised us, mm-hmm. which what God has actually promised us is eternity with him. What he has actually promised us is eternal dwellings with him in the resurrection, a possession that is better. Mm -hmm. And now look, I am among the first to get super upset about songs that sing about eternity like it's the mansion and and all those kinds of things that that, that even makes our eternity seem very, uh, I don't know, materialistic. Yet at the same time, we have to recognize what, what he's saying is, I know something better is coming, and I'm yeah. willing to sacrifice all of this here because I don't want to sacrifice all of that there. Right, I'm, right. I'm not, I'm not going to hang on to what's in this world at the expense of what God is promising me in the next, mm-hmm. but I am willing to give up everything that people think here is valuable and precious because I would rather have what is coming in the resurrection. There's a better possession coming. I know that you're, you know, troubled sometimes by some of the metaphors and songs that, you know, do sound a little materialistic. Um, I get troubled at the people who mock the idea of heaven. Sure. And the possession of heaven. Yeah. I mean, I, I've even heard preachers to mock it. You know, really? that, well, yeah, that, that, you know, the idea, well, you're just trying to, you know, get people to live for heaven and it's about a slice of oh, pie oh, in the sky and, and the, the great, great by and by. Yes. You know, yeah, I've heard and, that. I mean, they really do mock it yeah. to, to really try to sell and persuade people more into this health and wealth gospel and right. what the Bible's supposed to do for you right now. And if you really believed, you'd have it right now. And, and you know, short change in people that try to present, I believe, the Bible truth that, that God is preparing us for heaven. Mm. It really is about heaven. It really is about eternity and not right now. And, uh, you know, they make light of that. Mm. And it bothers me. I, well, because fundamentally what they're selling, I think, is untrue. Right. But in a way, it makes light of the sacrifice of Jesus. When I'm reading all of this in Hebrews, and particularly particularly this ninth chapter, this tenth chapter that we're reading closely right now, how can we even have this possession in heaven? It's because of the blood of Jesus. It's because what he laid down in his sacrifice. It's because he's the high priest. It's because that's where the real sanctuary is. That's where the real tabernacle is. When you start making light of heaven, you're making light of all of God's plan. And what is the genuine, what is the actual for more shadows? Yes. And I just think you're just, you know, when you rip on heaven, you're ripping on the whole thing. Absolutely. That is 
Uh, wow, I, I, I'm with you on that. That is a, fr- Here, here's what it makes me think of. We often speak against the leaven of the Pharisees. Yeah, well, yeah, and I Jesus mean, you warned hear us people, against that, right? Yeah, you hear people accused of, you're such a Pharisee, you're such a Pharisee. He also warned against the leaven of the Sadducees. We forget about the Sadducees. Nobody ever talks we? about that. But what was the deal with the Sadducees? They didn't believe in the resurrection. They did Therefore, not. For them, they were a very materialistic mm-hmm. group of people. Mm-hmm. They saw God's blessing as what they were receiving in the now, which was one of the reasons they were opposed to Jesus. Because right. for them, the, the safety they had because of Rome was the blessing of God. If mm-hmm. you're going to sacrifice mm-hmm. that, you're taking us away from the blessing of God. They were very materialistic. Mm-hmm. It's it's the leaven of the Sadducees. I think this comes about for us today if if we in our minds, when we respond to some teaching, well, God would never expect that. He wouldn't expect me to suffer that. Surely God would never expect me to yeah. sacrifice that. Surely, I mean, because, boy, well, then I'd be poor. Well, then I might be homeless. Well, then I might be a person who has to have benevolence from uh, folks. I mean, uh, surely God would never expect those things. Or I'd be a spectacle like these Hebrew uh, Christians were, right? Folks would look down on me. They'd yeah. make fun of me. I would be a public laughing stock yeah. and be exposed. How, how is it worded right here? Sometimes being publicly exposed to reproach and affliction and and sometimes being partners with those so treated. Yeah. So in other words, uh, well, well, I mean, oh, you're of, friends with that weird guy over there. Well, you know, I mean, I, I can I can see the situation. I can see a situation developing where a Christian's going to get canceled for speaking the truth about, you know, whatever the issue is, you know, probably be homosexuality and that that actually is a sin, but it could be any myriad of things. They're canceled. Will the brethren stand by them? Okay, well, you go and say, you know what, that is the truth, and, and I'm going to stick with you on this. Okay, there's a, there's a modern parallel wow. of what was going on in the, in, the, in, the, in the first century where somebody would get arrested or they'd get beaten, and who will go stand by them yeah. when they're in the chains? Who will go stand by them when they're getting their lashes? Yeah. But see, that's what these Christians were doing. Mm. I hope we'll go stand by one another. I, I hope, hope so we will. Too. I, in fact, you know what? Let's let's pray about that right now. Yeah. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for this word. Uh, Father, these verses here are just uh, incredibly convicting to my heart. It's probably coming through in my voice. Uh, I pray, Father, that you might sort me out and help me to sort out my own priorities and understand that the possession in heaven is what it's all about. Help me to understand, Father, it's worth the sacrifices made today and the recognition that Jesus is the Son of God and there is no other sacrifice made for my sin but that which is Christ's. Help me, Father, to look out for my brethren who are uh, facing difficulties because of their conviction and stand for your truth. Help me, Father, be willing to take those stands myself, but to, to stand united and in solidarity with my brothers and sisters in Christ who know suffering and persecution because of the faith today. Father, uh, may they not stand alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. 
please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.